The qualifications of a leader in the church. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning. We're moving on today in Titus chapter 1, looking at verses 5 through 9. And in this section, Paul lays out the leadership qualifications of one who would be appointed an elder in the church of Jesus Christ. And so we see very clearly here what the expectations were for leaders in the New Testament church, specifically elders. Those would be the ones leading local congregations, preaching and teaching. And uh, in most denominations, these are still qualifications for those who answer the call to Christian ministry. And so Paul makes it very clear, and uh, the picture is one of high integrity, uh, quality character, and uh, fulfillment of one's commitments. And so uh, we'll get into the specifics as we uh, uh, read the text together. But before we do that, let's give the Lord uh, thanks for this week. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and we thank you once again for your faithfulness in seeing us through this week. Uh, Lord, every week has its own ups and downs, challenges, joys, um, frustrations, fears, and anxieties. And yet, Lord, you are Lord over all. Um, and you see us through. You're faithful to see us through. You carry us when we can't see the way forward. And uh, you inspire us when we're down. And you encourage us, Lord God, when we are faced with challenges that we don't have the answer to. Uh, so, Lord, we give you thanks, um, as always, because you are ever faithful to your promises to us. And your word is productive every time we open it and spend time with you uh, through your word. Um, so we give you thanks, Lord God. Uh, your word is never read or preached or lifted up in vain. And so we trust today, Lord God, that it will have productive and meaningful fruit in our lives. And you will use your word to continue to transform us to be more like your son, Jesus. Thank you for this time to quiet our hearts and prepare for the day as we study together in your name. Amen. All right, this is what Paul writes in Titus 1, 5 through 9. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. So Paul gives us the reason why he left Titus behind in Crete. There was work yet to be done. One of the things that he tasked Titus with was to go around to every town and appoint a mature, believing man to be an elder of the congregation in that place. And this was his directive to Titus. Uh, that would mean that in every community in Crete, on the island of Crete, where they had planted a church, where they had shared the Christian gospel, someone would be there to lead the fellowship of believers and to continue the teaching of the gospel. 
And uh, then he begins to lay out the qualifications for an elder, for a person who would be an overseer of a congregation, uh, a pastor. He says an elder must be blameless. In other words, his public and private reputation must be one of high character and integrity. Uh, Let no one be able to bring a charge against this person. Faithful to his wife. In other words, uh, not engaging in extramarital activity, but faithful to his marital vow. Um, A man whose children believe. uh, One who has uh, effectively discipled his family in the faith so that his children and wife uh, are believers in Jesus Christ. Um, Whose children are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. In other words, children who mind their parents, children who obey, children who are self-controlled and well-mannered. So a man who has command uh, over his children's behavior, a man who's in charge of his household, uh, whose household is godly and well-ordered, who's faithful to his commitment to his wife and children. Uh, Then he goes on in seven, uh, an overseer manages God's household. This This is important work. This is godly work. This is kingdom work. This is the job. You're managing the household of God, the flock of God. He must be blameless. Again, no one, no one publicly or privately should be able to bring a charge against him uh, because of a lack of character. Um, not overbearing. In other words, a team builder, a consensus maker. Not quick-tempered, patient, willing to put up with a lot. <laughs> not given to drunkenness. Someone who exercises... Uh, self-control over his choices, not violent, someone who reflects the tenderness, care, and compassion of Christ, not pursuing dishonest gain, in other words, not using his position to advantage himself dishonestly. Uh, Rather, this person must be hospitable, in other words, open and inviting, someone who opens the doors of his home to those who are hurting, who uh, offers what he has to help others. One who loves what is good, who's committed to good. Um, Paul says in Romans, hate what is evil and cling to what is good. And this is uh, the life that that Paul describes here. One who is committed uh, to good, who loves what is good. Jesus is good. One who is self-controlled. One who is not given to excess, who has good control over his choices, his actions, his behavior upright, one who uh, is holy and disciplined. In other words, one who evidences uh, spiritual fruit of a relationship with God, an active relationship with God. Uh, In nine, he says, this person must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it's been taught. In other words, uh, receives, believes, and teaches the gospel message as it was taught by the apostles, who doesn't change it, alter it, uh, who gives it, uh, who preaches the, the, the gospel, uh, the pure gospel message um, and uh, does not uh, alter it in any way so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Uh, one whose doctrine is sound. This is what we believe about Jesus. This is what we believe about the Holy Spirit. This is what we believe about the church. This is what we believe about God. This is what we believe about the sacraments. It comes from Scripture. It comes from the Apostles' teaching. And he does not waver on that so that when others try to come and bring opposing teachings, bring spurious ideas, 
he's quick to refute those who oppose the true gospel as preached and taught by the apostles. Uh, this is a high bar. Uh, the picture you get is of a of a godly man. Uh, you you kind of feel like this is a Billy Graham kind of a guy. <laughs> uh, very few could uh, regularly meet these qualifications uh, so that they're hitting the mark every day. Uh, but, but the message is that this is a high bar. Uh, if a person is going to answer this call, then the expectations for that person are very, very high. The character expectations, the commitment expectations, the, the um, effectiveness of ministry, the uh, care of his household, uh, the care of the flock entrusted to, to him by God. Uh, this is a very high bar uh, calling and it is not a calling that one should aspire to if they're not actually called by God to this um, role in the life of the church. And Paul's very clear. There's not wiggle room here. Uh, the expectation is very clear. And so what he did is he left behind a very tight uh, system of qualifications, uh, a checklist, if you will, for Titus to be able to go by as he was going through the communities of the island of Crete and appointing elders as Paul had instructed him to do. I think this is a, is a great um, uh, litmus test, a great barometer through which every ministry candidate today as well ought to be uh, taken through. This is a good template to lay over a ministry candidate's life and to see if they're humbly uh, attaining uh, to these things and where they're falling short, uh, they have an attitude of humility and contrition, and that they're not falling short in uh, core commitments, uh, but that maybe uh, they're uh, occasionally uh, quick-tempered and they're quick to realize that and uh, and to confess it and to seek forgiveness, um, but whose family is in order, uh, whose commitment to the gospel is true and who is uh, a strong leader. Uh, that's the picture that's left behind. Um, <laughs> we're human, and we come up short sometimes, and there's grace when we do. Uh, but clearly the call to pastoral ministry is a high calling, and it is not one that everyone answers because not everyone is called. All right, my friends, great word from Paul today. I pray that uh, you find this encouraging as you continue to consider these words. And that God blesses you as you uh, have an awesome weekend resting and recreating, preparing for the week ahead. All right, take care.